This is the Full Circle Podcast with 360 Preps. I'm your host, Joshua Hart. I'm here today with Preps reporter Meg Wachnick. On today's episode, we're going to talk about some early season notable results as league play begins. We're going to take a look at some of the area's best players and who in the NBA they remind us of. And later on in the episode, we'll have an interview with Skyview senior Kyle Gruler. So that's what's on tap for episode 20 of the Full Circle Podcast. Can you believe we've made it uh, 20 episodes, Meg? I think we need a cake to honor that feat. What do you think? A cake? Does that uh, sound good? I don't know. I didn't get a cake when, when I've had past podcasts reach 20, maybe 50. I, I haven't had a cake for a birthday celebration in, I don't know, at least uh, six or seven years. Mm. So I guess that's partially on me, I, right? Because cup, cupcakes are better. I'll cupcakes are go, better, yeah. always go cupcakes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, we got lots to talk about on today's episode. We're going to start by just playing some deal or no deal. That's my uh, favorite game on this on this podcast. You came, you came up with it. I love that it. That might have uh, something, something to do, to do with, with that. it. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, a result or a, a game, and you're gonna tell me if it's a big deal or not a big deal. All right. What do you got? The Washougal boys win over Ridgefield in GSHL 2A play. Okay, this isn't a big deal because this is a huge deal. I mean, I think you and I were texting the night that they beat Ridgefield, and Ridgefield was a team that we felt that would compete with Columbia River. For the two-way Greater St. Helens League title, all of a sudden you gotta you gotta put the Panthers up in the mix. This is this is a huge deal for this league as far as having really a three-team race all of a sudden as we start back up with league play in January. But I think we've said even from a couple weeks ago, Yanni Facilis, Jacob Davis, the Bigs playing big minutes, big interior play for the Panthers are going to go a long way. And Brevin B was huge in that game as well. He runs the point for the Panthers. Uh, A.J. Labrie's done a great job with that squad. And you say three-horse race. I think it's four-horse race, uh, especially if you factor in Mark Morris. And we can never forget about Mark Morris with their history in this league. But Washougal's going to give a lot of teams trouble with that size, Mm -hmm. Um, particularly, I think, in that matchup against Columbia River, which conveniently will end the second of the two meetings, will end the league season and could be for the league title that they have both have some talented bigs inside I think that's going to be a fascinating matchup and and I think it was big for Washougal too to get some quality opponents Mark Morris Ridgefield kind of out of the way early and in victories no less right that that, that, it's going to be a, a one of the more fascinating leagues I think another big league game that you were at Meg Camas girls win over Union deal or no deal that was a big deal and and it's these are always Camus versus Union, regardless of what's at stake, is always a quality, quality matchup. And this was the league opener. And I'll tell you what, Scott Thompson, Camus's coach, said after the game, hey, this did not feel like a league opener. This felt like a winner to state game. It was a tremendous atmosphere. Faith Bergstrom, she's had a tremendous season. She had another great game, 24.17 rebounds. And Mason Oberg for Union had 19 points, a, a team best for them, and hit a couple of clutch threes to keep them in the game. But this really was a statement win for Camus, and you got to figure early, they're the team to beat right now. And Union had such a good non-league season, and I was uh, I was really surprised by this one. Mm-hmm. I think it really opens the door for what we've talked about on this podcast before is that 
there's three teams atop this league that could all go to the Tacoma Dome. Right. And I think Camus's win uh, cements that. I know they, they had that season-opening loss to Kelso, and I, I started to kind of question that talent, but clearly Scott Thompson's squad is on the right track. They did, and I was asking a couple players post-game about their holiday tournament. They played in that PIL holiday tournament at Grant High School, and they played some tough opponents, including a really good Jesuit team, uh, a quality 6A uh, state title contending team year after year, and they learned a lot about themselves themselves kind of going into the start of league play right uh another uh well kind of a more broad broad look the union boys undefeated non-league season 12 and 0 a, a tournament win down mm -hmm. in san diego deal or no deal that's a big deal and i have to say i'm not surprised that union is 12 and 0 i got my first look at them as i arrived for the the cams union girls game i caught about a two and a half quarters of the union boys and I like everything about what union is doing they go nine or ten guys deep they're a fast-paced up-tempo team full court trap so many points off off creating turnovers unions for real I know you've seen them other people in the office in our department have seen them and I really like what union is doing this might be Blake Conley's best team now in his eighth season yeah, they, they're just so, so talented, so quick, and, and they, they really have a team sense about them. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously Tanner Toulson's going to score the bulk of their points, but the way that they move the ball and are unselfish in transition is not something you see a lot of teams. You know, usually you'll, you'll have somebody get, you know, want the ball in their hands when they're in transition. They're willing to make that extra pass and find that three-point shooter and the, the, the kind of foolproof thing about Union, where where I think that, that makes them even even bigger title contenders than people think, is, yes, they can shoot the ball, but they're never going to have a cold shooting night because right. they have so many people who can shoot the ball. What are the odds that you have three or four really talented shooters yes. all go cold on the same night? Right, and, and watching them play versus Camus, they didn't rely so much on the three ball because they didn't have to. They were getting a lot of buckets off transition and going to the hole to get those points. But like you said – I mean, they've got, what, six, eight guys that can shoot the green light every single possession? Right, right. yeah. Holy it's, cow. It's a fun team to watch, yes. too. Um, and this is this last one is something more in my forte, so I will answer it. Uh, Union's Kyle Brocious in the past two weeks has two wins over uh, over uh, state champion of Camus, Gideon Malachuski at 170 pounds. The last two weeks, Brocious has picked up wins. Close decision wins, but wins nonetheless. This is a big deal. This is... Uh, uh, two rivals going at it. They faced each other a lot, and like Kyle Brocious said when he won the semifinals at the Pac Coast tournament over Gideon, was, "Hey, I respect that guy, and he's pushed me to be better. Mm -hmm. Because that guy has kicked my butt for so long, I wanted to to work so hard this off season to make my final year with Union uh, uh, one to remember. And right now, he's the top ranked 170 pounder, and there's a possibility they face five or six I, more times. I was going to say year. they're they're a dual meet. Uh, Camus doesn't attend the Clark County Wrestling Tournament, so that's out. So you figure n next is the sub-district meet. Possibly, yeah. Then regionals. Then Possibly state. Matt Classic. Yep. yep. At least four times. Yeah, and and they've already faced twice this year. So Oof. it's going to be a, a, just an intriguing one to watch all year. Kyle currently has the upper hand, but, uh, you know, we'll see how Gideon responds. I, I'm so impressed with Brocious's um, improvement over the past over the past year um, to, to be able to go from uh, a guy who was, you know, on, you know, not really in this 
top contenders in the state to be the number one ranked wrestler mm-hmm. um, is just super impressive. So he's definitely a guy to, to keep an eye on out at Union. Um, getting into our next segment here, I'm going to name a player, uh, yeah, a local player. I'm going to pick one from each league, boy, girl, and you're going to tell me who in the who what to NBA player they remind you of. Okay, I like this. I like this game. So we'll start at the forays. Camus's Faith Bergstrom. Well, I've already seen her once this year, and from what I saw and what she does down low and the strength of her interior play, I'm going to go old school NBA and go Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Wow, that is that is quite, and quite I'll a say, comparison. And I'll say why. She's got this sweet, sweet little baby hook shot. She did it with the baseline against Camus, and she did it in the paint, and it was a thing of beauty. And she's six foot two, a strong junior post, and let me tell you, when, when she's on, Camus is on as well. So I'm going to go Kareem. I'll, I'll go old school as well. I've only seen her uh, on tape. I've seen some YouTube videos and, and some huddle highlights and that sort of thing. But the person she reminds me of is, is Kevin McHale. It, just the, the, the craftiness in her post game, mm-hmm. the ability to shoot it a little bit. And what I saw on film as well is her ability to pass the ball. Yeah. And, and she's just so crafty in that way. Um, I think that's, that's kind of who she reminds me most of. That's a good pick. Um, we'll go to the 3A level. Uh, a player you wrote a story on recently about breaking a, a, a long, long-held school record, Fort Vancouver's Khalil Singleton. Pretty good shooter, isn't he? Pretty good shooter, pretty good score. And I'm going to go with one of the best all-time, Kobe Bryant. Wow. Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Such a smooth finish at the rim. Last year, as a ninth grader, he was really more kind of a, a setup, setup shooter. Um, average about 12 points a game as a ninth grader. He's averaging a Clark County best, almost 24 points a game. Helped by a 55-point I know, average. right? Not, not too bad at all. Uh, a record that also went back, uh, oh, I don't know, over 100 years. So if you happen to read my story um, a few days back about Khalil, um, you should uh, – I highly recommend it. Go a little bit back into the, the local history of, of this area. But anyways, Kobe Bryant, right? Tremendous finisher, tremendous score right there with Khalil Singleton, right there. I, w- I would go with Clay Thompson, okay. and, and here's why. The the ability to heat up and get crazy hot. Right. There's no player in the NBA that's been able to heat up like Clay Thompson where he can just drop 30 on you in a quarter. Khalil Singleton can do that. When he's on, you cannot stop him, and that's why he reminds me a lot of – he also has kind of that length that Clay Thompson has um, and, and can kind of score in, in myriad ways, but – when when he can when he's on and his his shooting touch is is, is getting hot, he's gonna he's gonna score like crazy. I mean, you look back at that fifty five point game, he was very efficient. He took thirty four shots yeah. to get fifty five points. He wasn't just chucking up threes, just trying to get his offense going. He had the hot hand, and he shot fifty two percent from the field for the game, including nine of thirteen from three point range. And the most telling quote in your entire story on that was, "He was frustrated that they lost." Yeah, absolutely, and that that is the epitome of what you want in a team first guy. Right, absolutely. All right, we'll go down to the two A level. One of my favorite players that I've seen so far this year, Columbia River, uh, Columbia Rivers, Jordan Ryan. Good, big point guard, can pass the heck out of the ball. I'm going to go old school again like I did with Kareem. I'm going to go old school Isaiah Thomas from the Bad Boys. All right. Pure passer, great court vision, good score, can score when she needs to, but she's all about finding her teammates first. So I'm going to go with IT. I'm going to go with another big point guard. Um, 
I think, probably the best point guard to ever play in the NBA, and that's Magic Johnson. Good comparison. Her ability to just find other people in, in seemingly places that they shouldn't be open, mm-hmm. she's able to pass them open, and that's what I, I, I think is so fun to watch about her is, is not her scoring, not her leadership, but her passing ability, and yeah. that's why she reminds me of Magic Johnson. Great comparison. Um, and then at the 1A level, uh, super electric, undersized guard, Kingsway Christians, Bryson Metz. You know what I've always wondered about Bryson is why he wears 55 when he's 50. He wears the largest number that a basketball player can play, but he's the shortest kid on the floor. Yeah, that's it. I'll have what, to ask I him know, next time. I, I see I'm him. always curious about that. I remember talking to he him d- after the He doesn't the wear it in football, does he? Uh, you can't. You can't wear that high. Oh, that's number. right. Uh-uh. He's a, as, uh, you can't do that. Um, I don't know why. We can ask. In basketball, you can wear any number you want. I'm surprised that jersey is in 3XL. Or maybe it is, and he just had it tailored to fit him. Anyways, we're getting off topic. Um, he reminds me of a guy who plays for the Portland Trailblazers. Can you guess who I'm thinking of, maybe? I guess Dame. Dame Lillard. Come on. Beautiful shot. Can create off the dribble. Some freak shots. I mean, some of the shots that Bryson Metz makes, I kind of look back. I'm like, did I just really see what I just saw? The kid's only a sophomore, too, right? Holy cow. Damian Lillard for Bryson Metz. All right. I'm going with uh, another smaller guard uh, like Bryson, and that's Isaiah Thomas. And not, not old, the school old school Isaiah Thomas. New but school. Okay. Washington legend. Curtis High, baby. Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Just the undersized ability, but the ability to score. Mm-hmm. We forget it wasn't that long ago before Isaiah Thomas's injuries that he was averaging like 29 points a game for the Boston Celtics. Right. He, he can shoot. He he can get to the rim. That's what was fascinating about watching Bryson Metz play against Kings um, last Saturday was, yes, he can shoot the ball, but his ability to weave through traffic and still find a find, you know, find the ball at the hoop. You know, against big Kings players reminded me so much of what IT was able to do, um, you know, in the NBA being, you know, a foot shorter than most right. of these guys or more yeah. and still still being able to score inside. Um, that's that's super impressive from from Bryson Metz. And and um, that's certainly who he reminds me of. Uh I, I sat down with Skyview's Kyle Gruler, and we also made some NBA player comparisons um, as we talked about video games and his relationship with his dad and his college prospects. So we'll jump into that interview uh, right now, and we will be back to, to talk about some of the biggest games to watch in the next week. Here with uh, Kyle Gruler, a Skyview basketball, uh, our first basketball guest on the Full Circle podcast. Um, first off, just how's the season go- going for you? Skyview's 11-2. and two. Um, You know, you, you started league play. How, how do you feel about the season overall so far? Uh, the season's been going really well so far. So uh, we lost our first game to Evergreen, who's a very good team. Close. Uh, kind of got our first game jitters out. Uh, but it was a good learning experience, good game. Uh, after losing our starting point guard, Alex Schumacher, it was kind of a game to figure ourselves out type of thing. And uh, then we've battled back, and ever since then we've lost one game up in Phoenix to a, a good Alaskan team and got a good win to start off the league. So it's it's been a good overall season so far. You're averaging 21 points a game. You you talk about the loss of, of or the graduation of Alex. How much pressure did you feel entering the season knowing somebody's going to have to pick up that scoring? A little bit, yeah. Uh, I felt it a little bit knowing, I mean, he's such a key guy to our team last year. He 
he was a guy that low shot clock. We hand him the ball. He used athleticism and speed, and we kind of go, all right, this is your show. You do your thing. And so coming in the year this year, we we had some hands up. We didn't know what we wanted, who we could have. So that was something that I kind of turned to. And using my height, it's 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 gone well so far. It's It's been something I worked on all summer. And when I broke my wrist in the summer, I really just tried to develop my left hand more. So then once I came back, I was a little bit more developed with both hands. So it's been a good good transition so far. How'd you break your wrist? Uh, during a scrimmage, uh, I was at a workout and I went up, got my legs taken off from under me and landed straight on it. Yeah. That's kind of a blessing in disguise though. Having to, having to yeah. learn some new skill sets, was it all just working on, on yeah. still trying to stay in the gym when you had yeah. that wrist? Yeah, so I was in the gym. So that, at that time, there was still summer like team basketball. So we traveled all over and I was just sitting there. I mean, I'd do everything I could with my left hand. I would condition and whatever, but like, I couldn't do anything live, and the bone that I broke was such a fragile bone that, like, at any point it could shift again and right. whatever. So it was a blessing in disguise. I didn't see it at first, but now looking back at it, it was a blessing in disguise. Yeah. You're also battling a, a shoulder injury. How frustrating has it been to just have those injuries kind of leading up to your senior year? Uh, very frustrating. Yeah. Uh, so going to the going to the summer, I broke my wrist, and that was annoying. Like I was getting ready my senior summer like we were going to Oregon State team camp we were going to Gonzaga team camp so I was like I was excited to kind of have some fun and then broke my wrist so never really did any of that and then coming we're doing fall league and I fell on my shoulder and I was like okay and it just kind of bothered me and still there but I mean I wear the brace on it so it helps it helps it a lot so but it's just these pokey things that you kind of feel every once in a while you're just it's a little annoying does that something that's in your mind in a game of, of that that soreness or anything or does the adrenaline going at that point yeah my my adrenaline luckily kicks in enough and luckily for me even if it does hurt i i don't really think about it it's it's one of those things where it goes to the back of my head it's i'm grateful for what i what my mind does so it's basketball 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 and after the game it's like oh it hurts a little bit <laughs> right. but other than that yeah why why do you why do you do it what drives you to put in all this work um and, and continue in, in basketball like this the love the love for the game uh ever since i've grown up my dad um my dad was a college basketball player i was there with him then he worked out of college and we'd go watch the college's basketball games he coached at tumwater high school up in olympia so almost my whole life i've been around the rock like there's nothing else I've done I've played a couple other sports but I mean as you can see I'm a one sport athlete I've dropped those I stick to basketball 24 7 it's just something that I play all the time I love it I watch it whenever I can like NBA college I mean it's just it, I enjoy the game it's a passion to me and it's something I want to do for a long time after high school when was the youngest you touched basketball you think couple months old probably my dad was still in college when I was born so he was a junior at St. Martin's University where uh, Schumacher went so I mean I would assume very young mm -hmm. yeah right. is there a moment you remember that you thought hey I can be pretty good at this thing uh there's not a certain moment but I I see my dad will pull up videos and he'll tell me stories about how we'd be in our house because the mini hoop I couldn't get it up that high and I'll just I'd shoot for hours just I mean, it would just come back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And, I mean, knowing that, like, if I was putting in a 
45 minutes or even 20 minutes as a two-year-old. I mean, like, I clearly liked it enough to continue to play it a lot. Right. Your your relationship with your dad, not a lot of kids get to experience having their, their dad as their high school coach. What's that relationship like, and does it get tough at times when he has to criticize your game or, or give you feedback? Oh, for sure. I mean, we our relationship's the greatest. Like, I mean, we have – it's kind of two different relationships. We have dad and we have Coach Brewer. It's And there's times where I – I sometimes step out of the boundaries where I'll talk to him as dad on the court and I'm like, ah, but our relationship is good enough where we, even if we're fighting as coach Gruler and player Kyle, we go home and we're laughing, joking, having the greatest time. Like, and there's times where, yeah, there is times where he gets on me a little bit more than other kids, but I mean, that's expected. I'm, I can take it. I, I get it all the time at home. And like, there's things where he, he knows what he can give me. Like he knows that like, if he yells at me, I'm not going to fold and break down. Like he knows I'm comfortable with him yelling at me. And there's things where, yeah, there's sometimes I wish he wasn't my dad. Like I wasn't coach Gruler son, dad thing, but it has a lot of advantages. I'm really blessed that he was able to do that. Is there a moment that you guys decide to, to flip it off? Is it like the second you get in the car, now it's now it's dad's son? Or, or you know, does it overlap sometimes when both of you are watching film at home or something like that? Yeah, so before I was able to drive, there would be some awkward car rides <laughs> of just nothing's said. Uh, the music's played or whatever, and that's that's it. And... Luckily for both of us, we can cool off pretty quickly. But when we watch film, it, he can go, all right, can I can I be Coach Gruler now? Mm-hmm. Like, and then whatever. But the, once once we get out of the gym on on good days, it's it's Dad Kyle again. Right. And it, luckily for us, we understand like we keep Coach Gruler in the gym and on the plane rides and trips everywhere. But like once we hit home or going away from the gym, it's it's dad's son and so we're pretty good at that and we're both understand the boundaries of how tough it is right i assume you're going to want to play college ball what's that kind of look like for you right now where where's that stand all right now uh so yeah i'd love to play college so right now i have an offer from concordia university in oregon and uh northwest nazarene in nampa idaho both division twos uh both schools both schools yeah so, and then I'm also talking to St. Martin's, mm-hmm. uh, my dad's alma mater, central, in central Washington. So, I have opportunities to play, and so that's nice. It kind of gives me a relaxation that, like, if nothing else comes in, I have two options that are, like, mm-hmm. solidified, locked on. Right. Um, so, I'm going to take a couple visits, either right before the season ends or right after the season mm-hmm. ends. Right. Uh, just to kind of figure it out and then hopefully make my decision right after season so march ish Mm -hmm. so but it's really nice to have those two already options that like if nothing comes out and those are the two i get i can go okay well i have two options at least and i and i know that like they're they're both fully funded and so i'm really blessed that i have those opportunities Mm -hmm. to even play even before the season's over is it a stressful endeavor, the whole recruiting process? Yeah, 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 it is stressful. Um, the phone calls, uh, the texts, like, I'm not a formal text guy. I don't use periods, mm-hmm. but, like, I feel like I use periods and commas <laughs> ten times more than I ever have. Um, 
But yeah, it's stressful, and it's kind of like this thing where you're in a game, you're like, okay, is a coach watching? You're kind of looking in the stands, and that's something I kind of thought about, like, do I want to commit early and just be like, all right, this one team knows I can play this way, and I don't have to worry about anything else, and, but I decided, like, I'm going to play through it, and, like, if I know I have a couple bad games, and I've had bad games already this year, but I know that, like, I can bounce back, and I play my game the way I'll play, and if colleges don't like that, that's okay. Like, I'm not the greatest of all players, and I know that. So I'm just truly blessed and that I have the opportunities to play, and it's been a, it's been a great time. Is that difficult to kind of come to the realization of, hey, this is the level of player I'm at? Like, it, you know, some kids, you know, I'm D1 or bust type yeah. of mentality. Is that a is that a realization you had to come to? Was like, hey, this is my talent level, and I'm going to continue to get better, but, you know, this is kind of where I'm at. Yeah, uh, and luckily for my dad, he played Division two basketball, and those are the schools that are recruiting me right now, and he's kind of like, look, Division two is not bad. Like, you might think, oh, Division One, that's the best thing ever. Like, ah, blah, 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 we don't know anything else. Like, he was like, the GNAC is a very good league. Like, St. Martin's last year made it all the way so very far in their NCAA tournament conference. And so, like, the Division Two and that conference is a very good conference. And, and he kind of told me, like, that doesn't mean you're a bad player. Like, there's some very good players that come out of Division Two. And so, like, after kind of talking and looking, like, and Alex Schumacher went there, he's a great player and I was kind of like okay like yeah it is kind of where I'm at like maybe I'll sneak a D1 offer here and there maybe but like division two is a great thing and like I was kind of thinking like this is not a bad place right. to be and going to visit I, I went to Northwest Nazarene and Concordia both before the season started and like the level of competition there was very good right. so I was kind of like this is not a spot I would hate to be at like it was good competition I wouldn't feel like I'm Right when I walk in, I'm the best player. Like, right when I walk in, I'm going to have something to prove. Like, I'm this super young, skinny guy. Right. Yeah, I went to college at Western uh, Washington University. Yeah. And um, it, I, my first year there was the year they went and won the national title. Yeah. And that team was crazy fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. Like, some of the best basketball I've yeah. ever seen. Play. They're, and they're still good to this day. Right, right. So, um, who would you liken your game to? Uh, you know, uh, either college or pro co- comparison that, that you think you resemble? Uh... Well, my body frame looks like a Kevin Durant, tall, skinny, slender, long, like my wingspan. I'm like 6'5", height with 6'8 and a half arms, so, I mean, I'm not saying I'm 7 foot by 7'4", <laughs> whatever he is, uh, but I really feel like my length is that, um, and then, other than that, like, I mean, I feel like I do play like a Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. like, I mean, an all-around kind of guy, um, yeah. You know, I was thinking because I was I was playing some NBA 2K last night, and yeah. what I do, I, I draft like all the historical players, okay. you know, and just like yeah. throw them on teams and play against yeah. against each other. Was Tracy McGrady? Yeah, that's what you kind of remind me of, just ability to yeah. have that kind of inside-out game, being yeah. able to post up a guy and kind of get get buckets or, yeah. or kind of work outside. And yeah. similar body frames, I think. Too, yeah, so. T Mac was a was a great player, and even then in 2K, he's a great player to play with. His release is nice, and um, but yeah, he had the he had a great great three pointer, great mid range, and he could post you up and hit you with a couple post moves, and he was athletic and right. coming and dunk on you. And, <laughs> right. Right when you thought, oh, post fade, but yeah, that's a, that's a good comparison. Yeah. Is there a player you idolized growing up? Ooh, probably like Kevin Durant or LeBron James. Right. Those are all big things. Kobe Bryant, 
uh, was a big guy. And then now, Paul George. I really like to watch Paul George's game, um, especially from the defensive side and even just, like, the way he comes off the ball screens. He just – the way he plays so smooth. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of – it's slow but so fast at the right. same time. I know you played some NBA 2K yourself. Um, do you feel like, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, maybe FIFA's impact on the game of soccer yeah. in America. Do you feel like NBA 2K has impacted youth players in the way that the game is played at all? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, just going now, like, Steph Curry impacts the game in real life. Just the, the amount of threes that have been taken over from when he came into the league and had that record-breaking three-point season where he broke the record by, like, 153s, like... The amount is just getting shattered year after year, and I think from generations to come, the three-point shot's going to be this big thing. And even in 2K, like the three-point shot's a big thing. Like I mean, that's that's all I do. I I play my team, which is a mode in 2K, and I space the floor with a bunch of shooters. I got five shooters. Like my my center is a shooter. Right. Uh, like which didn't happen 20 years ago. Right. Your center was Shaquille O'Neal, and mm-hmm. he'd bully you down and dunk on you. Right. Or Hakeem Olajuwon, and just, it's it's changed the game a lot, and for some people it's helped them a lot, and for other people it's made them fade away a little bit more. Right. But that's just the way the game is, and I'm sure eventually the game will switch back to something else, And but it, it's been fun to kind of play 2K and just see the development as other players have gotten better and other players have gotten worse right. due to the, the game switch. Mm-hmm. Who's the who's the best two K player on on the Skyview basketball team? Y'all play against it's each other. T- it's tough. <laughs> uh, it's it, everyone's beaten each other at least once. Mm-hmm. So right when you think you've kind of beat everybody, some someone will beat you. And you're like, oh. Uh, but right now, me, Squeaky, um, Soren Hopper's really good. Makai's pretty good. Alex's pretty good. I mean, all of us have played at least once, and all of us have beaten each other like mm-hmm. once. Uh, our last game last night, I beat Squeaky and Makai beat me. So <laughs> it's just one of those things where, depending on the team you use and depending on the team they use, it's one of those win-win-lose-lose games. Right. But right. it's been fun, just kind of like competition. You talk, you're like, oh, yeah. And it's kind of like you hold that grudge over the person until you play again. Is that... Is there that this team seems like it has a lot of camaraderie? How much did the Phoenix trip help? How much has you know just the bonding of you know being able to sit at home at night? You don't even have to be in the same you know house and yeah. being able to play against each other and, and chat each other up. Yeah, it's been really nice, and, and luckily for us, this year is only juniors and seniors, so we've kind of grown up with each other a little bit more. So we don't have any like freshmen that we're trying to bring up. So that's been nice. It's been a little easier that way. And uh, mostly all of us know, have known each other for at least a couple of years. A lot like Squeaky Chat, Alec, we've all, Sean Boss, who hasn't played a game, but he's there all, at all times. Like, we've all been on varsity before. And all these guys have been on the summer team before. And it's been, like, the Phoenix trip was five days of just, like, you had four to a room or, yeah, four to a room, and you were just hanging out the whole time. You had TV on or we brought an Xbox. We were playing 2K and... So it's been really nice, and I mean, even these team dinners, where we're all sitting at the table and going shoulder to shoulder, eating dinner, and uh, just kind of getting to know everybody, and it's been really nice, and this is a really fun team. Mm-hmm. Um, all through my varsity career have been really fun, enjoyable teams, just because everyone is 
buddy-buddy with each other. There's no person that you go, oh, I hate that kid. I don't want to talk to him. I can't believe I have to practice with him every day. Every, every person on the team, you go, this is going to be a really fun time to practice with them. League play uh, started up last night. Um, you know, you guys moved to 1-0. This league is interesting. You have what's widely considered the best team in the state in Union. Yeah. And what's widely considered the best player in the area in Caden Perry and yeah. Battleground. What's your guys' mentality entering that when, when you, you hear the, the attention that those two other teams get? It, it's awesome because you know that you're fighting for one of the best leagues in the 4A. You know that, like... We're playing debatably the one of the best 14, uh, 4A teams in the state and the best player in the state. Like, you get a double whammy, so that way once you make the playoffs, and that's our goal, that you kind of know that, like, hey, yeah, this team might not be union, but they're still really good. And, like, we've had the competition of the best team in the state. So that way we kind of know that, like, that's the level we need to play at. And it's, and it's really nice when we get to playoffs. And it's one of those things that you you think about it and you're like, we do not want to play Caden Perry tonight. We do not want to play Union tonight. But thinking back at it, when you're six games into the playoffs, you go, thank you, Caden Perry. Thank you, Union. You actually made our jobs a lot easier for us. Right, right. Um, you, you know what a state-caliber team looks like. Is this a state-caliber team? I think so, yeah. And looking... Looking through the state, there's a lot of good teams. Mount Si, Union, Glacier Peak, Olympia with uh, Jackson Grant. Like, I mean, these teams are, are some top tier teams. Federal Way, and these are some of the things that just, like, I think we can. Like, Federal Way, we, we snuck it out. And, like, that was a good team win. And that kind of, to me, that kind of showed us that, like, I think we do have the capability of winning state or competing for a state championship and it's and it's been really fun so far and starting off league one and oh is really nice and now we have a tough one next tuesday at battleground so that should be that should be a good one any shout outs you want to give no yeah, right on awesome well i appreciate you coming on to the podcast and yeah. best of luck this season yeah thanks for the invite All right, we're back in the Colombian studio, and we're going to break down three to see. All right. The three biggest games or events in the next week, and we're going to try to kind of do this Friday to Friday-ish just because of the way that the podcast comes out usually on Thursday. So uh, this Friday, a big one, 4A GSHL Boys Basketball Battleground at Union Boys, 530 Friday. This might be the can you call it the biggest test that unions had to date? Probably not. Maybe you look at the G prep game they had at home, um, hosting Gonzaga Mount prep. Mount Sai on the Mount road. Mount Sai, yeah. I would say this is the biggest player size-wise that union has faced to date and that through might 12 be games. That the, the biggest opportunity to exploit union. Good point. Absolutely. So I'm curious kind of what Battleground does defensively. I wouldn't be surprised they'd come out, come out in a zone. Try to defend those those sharpshooters for Union, but that's a pretty big test coming up for the Titans. Yeah, it's just I love the contrasting styles. Mm-hmm. The Battleground would prefer to walk the ball up the court right. and find Caden Perry. I don't think Union knows how to walk the ball up the court. <laughs> yeah, uh, Union just at breakneck speed. That's going to be really fascinating. I think sets the tone for the 4A GSHL, mm-hmm. um, you know, who wins that game. I, I would expect Union to, but, you know, Anytime you have a guy like Caden Perry, you're always in the ballgame. Absolutely. 
So uh, that's a big one on Friday. And then um, a, a two-day event, Friday, Saturday, is the Kelso Girls Invitational. This, I was reading on Washington Wrestling Report, this will be the biggest girls tournament ever held in Washington State. Over 800 wrestlers. Is, is that not the coolest thing? That is amazing. And I love how we both know Bobby Frank at Kelso, a tremendous coach and a big wrestling advocate for the state of Washington. I love how it's down locally in Southwest Washington. That is amazing. Girls wrestling over the last 10 years since it became an official sanctioned sport in Washington has, has taken off. And it's amazing to see that many number of girls wrestlers in one venue. This event used to be small. This is the 13th year of the event. It used to be a small event. They had it combined with the JV boys tournament. Mm -hmm. They had to not only kick the JV boys tournament a couple years ago, to a different facility they had to kick it to a different weekend because the parking lot was full yeah uh this is it's such a well-run event all the girls get yellow roses bobby tracks down these yellow roses you know that's a lot of yellow roses to find right (laughs) exactly uh and it's attracted some of the best girls wrestlers in the region some from alaska some from nevada Mm -hmm. it it is just such a fun event are almost all of the region's top girls are going to be there i'm going to be there saturday um, if, if you haven't seen girls wrestling yet, you know, in your sport viewing career, you should watch it because th- this is going to have all of the top girls. It's going to be a lot of fun. And the final event on our list, uh, is next Wednesday, 7 PM Kingsway Christian at Seton Catholic boys, um, a little off in the future, but certainly a game to keep your eye on. in the, as far as the Trico one, a league goes. So are you and I going to uh, coin flip for that rock, paper, scissors? Like how, how are we going to decide that? Are we going to decide that right now on the podcast? I say fisticuffs. <laughs> Fine by me. Uh, how about a little pig outside in the basketball parking lot of, of the Columbian? But, um, no, I, we've talked about on this podcast how legit the Trico is when you look at Le Center, Kingsway, and, and Seton Catholic. This is just the first of what should be a number of quality games in this league. I think this sets the tone early for who who is legit. Um, I like Kingsway because of, of their shooters, but again, I think the interior play goes to, to Seton Catholic. This could be a toss-up game. Yeah, th- there's going to be a lot of fun ones in the Trico. There's one this week uh, with Seton and La Center. I believe it's um, it's tonight, the night we're recording Wednesday. Um, there's just going to be a lot of fun Trico boys basketball this year, and this is certainly one of those games to watch. So um, if you have the time, I would definitely get out to it. Um, but that's going to be it. A wrap on episode 20 of the Full Circle Podcast. Make sure to check out all of our content at 360preps.com. Like Meg mentioned, she had a story about Khalil Singleton come out. That is on 360preps.com. We are also on social media. I am at JTHeart23 on Twitter. Meg is at Meg Wachnick. And all of us are at 360preps on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. So follow us all there for our content, and we will see you back next week. Time to go make a cake. Talent wins games, but teamwork and intelligence wins championships. Michael Jordan.